the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Michelle, you want to give it a try? Okay, here it goes. Food and frightening film fanatics known as F4. I've been practicing all week, 24 (laughs) hours a day, and I'm tired. Perfect. All right, you got it. Yay. Yay. Okay. Uh, Moving on with a couple of announcements. We are happy to announce that we are on iTunes and Stitcher. Please check us out there and give us a five-star rating. We need all the help we can get. And also, we have a Twitter account set up, which is at Food and Fright. So check us out there. Now on to the show. Today's topic is Rob Zombie Movies. For those who don't know him, just a quick overview. He was born Robert Barla Cummings, um, and he headed a heavy metal band called White Zombie from 1985 to 1998. The band was based on the 1932. The band name was based on the 1932 movie White Zombie. My brother um, initially introduced me to them years ago. They have some great heavy metal music if you like that sort of thing. They're very theatrical. Um, they're great to play at Halloween, for sure. And some of my favorite songs are Demonoid, Phenom, Super Beast, Drag- Dragula, and Living Dead Girl. And I think those are all from the album Hellbilly Deluxe. And he's very scary. He's, no, he's not scary. He scares me. He's just misunderstood. So, um, he, so the band has... Um, disbanded a while back but he still does solo albums i think one is due out pretty soon and he is touring this summer with marilyn manson i looked up the tour dates uh yesterday they are not coming to cleveland the closest they're coming is cincinnati so michelle in case you want to go see him oh i just can't wait we would have to go cincinnati um i don't think so so besides directing his own uh, music videos, he also has done some acting and voice work. We won't go over that here, um, but just so you know that it's out there. And then many of the movies he does, he also writes and directs and is involved in pretty much everything. So it's really his vision as to what the movies end up being. Uh, a word of caution, most of these movies are ultra-violent along the Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, level so this is not everyone's cup of tea if you do not like hardcore ultraviolet movies you're not going to like these so he has done seven movies and with an extra one uh, currently in production in the order in which they were released they are house of a thousand corpses from 2003 devil's rejects from 2005 that was a sequel to the house of a thousand corpses halloween 2007, that's a reimagining of the 1978 John Carpenter movie. Um, This is not a movie, but it's just a trailer, but I wish it was a movie. Werewolf Women of the SS from 2007. This is a fake trailer that appeared during Grindhouse, and that's the uh, Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez double feature um, that had two movies separately with some fun trailers in between. It was called Grindhouse. his fifth movie is Halloween 2 from 2009. Of course, that's a sequel to his first Halloween. His sixth movie is animated. It's called The Haunted World of El Superbisto from 2009. I'm not really into that kind of animation, so, I mean, I watched the trailers and a few snips of it, but I don't, you know, it's not really my thing. Uh, the seventh movie is The Lords of Salem from 2014. 
Next, 31 from 2016, and that was a crowdsourced movie. And then the movie that we're currently waiting on that's in production is Three from Hell. It's not been released yet. It's supposed to be released sometime this year. And that's the sequel to Devil's Reject. Again, can't wait. <laughs> I tell you, not everybody's cup of tea, but some of us like it. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes scores. Sorry, the cat's out and about. She gets crazy as soon as we start recording. She's excited about Rob Zombie. She is. She's a big Rob Zombie fan, aren't you? Um, House of a Thousand Corpses. Critics gave it 19%. Audiences gave it 65%. Obviously, that's a big uh, differing of opinion. 19 to 65? I'd say so. Uh, Devil's Rejects. Critics 53. Audiences 78. And that movie is most often uh, rated as his best movie by fans across the board. Halloween, critics 26%, audiences 59%. Halloween 2, critics 20%, audiences 45%. This is often ranked as one of his worst movies by fans. Um, the Haunted World of El Superbisto, critics 40, audiences 48. The Lords of Salem, critics 45, audiences 20. Um, this time, the critics liked the movie more than the fans, and that's because it's pretty artsy. So that's usually what happens. Um, and 31 critics, 49%. On says 35%. That's another one where critics like that. And of course, Three from Hell has not been released yet. So where can you see these movies? 31 is on Shudder. Halloween is on YouTube Movies for $10. The rest are on Amazon. Halloween 2 on Amazon costs $13 though. Which I was not happy about paying, but I still did because I hadn't seen it. And you know I'm a tightwad. You love Rob Zombie. I'm a tightwad. I was not happy about that. That was painful. But I saw something else for free. So, um, These movies are more expensive than the normal movies you rent, and I think it's because of their limited distribution. So why should you watch these movies? If you are into hardcore torture porn along the lines of Hostel or Saw, you might want to check these movies out. If you are not, and if you are squeamish in any way, don't watch them. How about this? If you watch one of his, Rob Zombie's music videos and that's too much for you, don't watch one of these movies. What do you think, Michelle? Have lots of friends around. <laughs> Make them sleep over that night. Yeah. So, the main theme. So, he, you know, he has a certain artistic vision of what he's trying to do and there are many of the same characters or the same themes are happening over and over again in these movies. I'll just hit a couple of the highlights. Um... There are two movies currently total that feature the Firefly, Firefly family. So that's Baby, Captain Spaulding, and Otis. And then the third one, of course, in development, is also about them. Um, his movies feature lots and lots of clowns, and you'll find out why later. Um, his movies also have lots of profanity. I think the dialogue in some of these movies needs some serious help because it's not profanity to emphasize anything. It's just, you know, like, I don't know. I, I, you know, that's one of my main criticisms of it is it doesn't accomplish anything except that he's just filling up space because he doesn't have any better dialogue. Um, many of the same actors appear in multiple movies, so this is the same approach Ryan Murphy does with American Horror Story, and I really like that. I know we talked about it before, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that concept. 
So basically, he uses the same like 10 people over and over again in all of these movies. Of course, the number one he uses is his wife, Sherry Moon Zombie. So she's always playing the lead female character. And then for the Firefly family, it's Sid Haig and Bill Mosley. And then also Malcolm McDowell appears in a, in Halloween, Halloween 2, and 31. And he's a great actor. Danielle Harris appears, and we'll go over some of her stuff in a second, but she was also in the other Halloween movies. There's 11 movies total in the Halloween franchise, and this is two of them. So at some point, I'll go over the other nine, but I'm about Halloweened out this week after watching all this stuff. So another time, I'll, I'll hit the other nine. Maybe around Halloween. Yeah, maybe around Halloween would be a good time to do that. So Danielle Harris... Brad Dorif, and he's great in everything he does. Ken Foray, and he was also in Dawn of the Dead. Dee Wallace, you know her, right? You saw her? She was in E.T. She played the mother. She was also in Cujo, in Chud. She's been in lots of horror movies. I have no memory. Mm -hmm. Then there's Meg Foster. She's been in a lot of stuff. Jeff Daniel Phillips um, and a bunch of other people. Um, Danny Tejo from Machete. He's always fun to watch. And Richard Brake, who plays Doomhead in 31, is in it. Um, and Udo Kier and Clint Howard, Ron Howard's brother. Oh. Um, so, um, another one of the themes is that none of the characters are really likable in any of these movies. I think he tries to make them as unlikable as possible. So, don't plan on really rooting for anyone. Um, there are some plot issues in these movies. This is my number one complaint about the movies is that if they had a tighter storyline and a definite conclusion, then I think they would be, you know, go from, you know, like average slasher to something really great. He just wants to scare the hell out of you. That's his He, he does, objective. but the movies could be so much better. So that's, uh, it's my first complaint. My second complaint was a problem with the dialogue. Maybe and, you should write them. Well, uh, you know, I haven't done any movies, so... But what happens, you know, I don't know, still don't know for sure what, I would like to see more about what happened at the end of Lords of Salem from where it ended, you know, who were the people that were betting on the game in 31, how had the Firefly family gone undetected up until that point when they were murdering tourists and everybody else, you know, that came by their house or their, um, whatever his gas station museum was, um, so anyway, but Despite that criticism, there's still some great visuals and great soundtrack for these movies. Uh, Rob Zombie's go-to style is a 1970 exploitation vibe. That's hard to say. Say that five times. Exploitation vibe. He, he, everything he does is like in the 1970s. There's 1970s tri trivia, and he likes his movies to look as gritty as possible. And the last thing in the themes, there are no happy endings. So if you're looking for a happy ending, go watch uh, Disney. No love stories in these? <laughs> there are no love stories. Okay, a couple of the quick plots, and then we'll do trivia. Yay, love trivia. Trivia, yeah. Trivia's my favorite part. So the plot, House of a Thousand Corpses got a great name. Um, it's not really about that. It's about a group of teenagers who are traveling cross country in search of urban legends and they happen upon the firefly family bad idea and like i said there's baby which is sherry moon zombie captain spaulding and a few others including mother firefly and she was played in the first movie by karen black do you know karen black michelle nope 
Karen Black was in a, a lot of a lot of movies and a lot of horror movies. Probably one of her more famous horror movies was Trilogy of Terror, in which it was like three different parts, three different stories in that movie, and she played all the main parts. So that was fun. Um, and also in the Firefly family is Grandpa Hugo. And then Otis Driftwood makes an appearance later. So you can imagine what happens. It's your typical like Texas Chainsaw Massacre setup. So that's House of a Thousand Corpses. Number two is Devil's Rejects. And this time, after killing a few teenagers and cops, the police are seeking revenge against the Firefly family, and they are going to hunt them all down, especially after they killed the sheriff's brother. So uh, Mother Firefly is taken into custody, and now she is played by Leslie Easterbrook instead of Karen Black, and it's because there was a um, salary dispute with Karen Black. Um, but Leslie Easterbrook does a good job, too. So that's the story about them. Um, you know, the, the Firefly family are despicable people, so they're just going to get what they, you know, got they got coming to them. I mean, I don't feel bad about that, but like I said, there's no likable people. Then on to Halloween. So Halloween, Rob Zombie wanted to do an origin story. I think he had envisioned a trilogy of Halloween movies, but the studio wanted him to do a remake. And because of that, they kept interfering, I think, in the movie and what they were doing. So what it ends up being is the first part of the movie is the origin story. So part one delves into Michael's abusive childhood. And part two is more the remake, where it picks up where he's looking for his sister in Haddonfield again. So, um, I, you know, I enjoyed Halloween, to be honest. I enjoyed the origin story. Um... I just don't know, you know, in the original Halloween movies, Michael never said anything, and I think by giving him a background and making him more human, that makes him less scary. What do you think? I think he's scary. He could, he's just scary. Yeah, he's scary, and he's played by some guy that's like seven foot six or something. He's gigantic. So anyway, but I did enjoy that part of the story, and then part the part two wasn't too bad either. Um, and I enjoyed the young, the guy that played, the young actor that played Michael, the young Michael, uh, his name is D-A-E-G, last name F-A-E-R-C-H, Dave Farch, I guess. Um, I think he did a good job. And then as I said before, Dr. Loomis is played here by Malcolm McDowell, who took over the role, of course, from Donald Pleasance, who had passed away. Um, but he did a great job. He was like one of the highlights of that series. Uh, Danielle Harris appeared in both Halloween and Halloween 2, and she was Laurie Strode's daughter, Jamie Lloyd, in Halloween 4 and 5. So she's back again, and then the actress who plays Laurie here is, called, is named Scout Compton Taylor. In the first one, she's kind of annoying because she screams a lot. I mean, I know you got to do that, but she's kind of annoying. Um, I liked her better in the second movie. Also, check out YouTube. There's an alternate ending to this that is available on YouTube than what was uh, released in the theatrical release. So that's Halloween. And then Halloween 2. Halloween 2, John Carpenter's movie, took place entirely in a hospital. Um, so this movie starts out, it's also called H2. This is considered one of the worst zombie movies, and to be honest, I can see why. Uh, the first part, okay, it's starting out in the hospital, and you think they're going to recreate what happened in the original Halloween 2. No. 
That's not what happened because it's all a dream. So half of this movie is a dream. Oh, that's kind of cool. Not really. <laughs> but you didn't, you didn't like but it? But no, because, you know, none of that happened. So then we had to start all over again. Also, uh, Sherry Moon Zombie shows up again as his mother. And she has a white horse with her this time. And when the movie starts, there's a thing like a definition that says white horse and then some Freudian or psychoanalysis or whatever. I'm like, what? What does this have to do with Michael Myers? <laughs> Michael Myers kills people. He, he just kills people because he likes to kill people. He doesn't do it because he has a vision of his mother and a white horse that is telling him to kill people so they can be reunited. So I just thought that was bull. Rob is very creative. Oh, I don't know. what what A white horse never appeared anywhere in the previous movies, so I don't know what that was about. Anyway, um, and then Lori... You know, she's back again, and she's having visions of her mother and a white horse. Well, she was too little to even remember what her mother looks like because Michael killed the whole family besides the mother when she was a baby, and then the mother shot herself shortly thereafter after she'd been to visit Michael a few times in the asylum. So I don't know why she's having visions of a white horse and her mother, but whatever. Um... And then the second part of the film, Michael just starts randomly killing people until he goes back and finds Lori, who's living with her bestie now. Uh, let's see, what was her name? Um, Annie. So her best friend Annie that almost died in the first Halloween, she's living with her and her sheriff fa father. And then, of course, Michael finds them. And the only highlight I thought of this movie, <clears throat> sorry, this movie was the death of poor Annie, who had just survived almost being killed in the first movie, just to be killed in this one. So her father finding her, I thought that was actually a touching moment. Um, and to be honest, I was bored by the rest of the movie. I just, yeah, I can see why it's rated one of the worst. But Margot Kidder makes an appearance in this movie as um, Lori's psychologist, and also Olivia Spencer makes an appearance in this movie. Lords of Salem, and then we got 31 after that. So Lords of Salem is uh, a Salem, Massachusetts radio DJ receives a mysterious package. It's a uh, record, and when she goes to play the record, she starts having these flashbacks because some witches, of course, the Salem, Massachusetts, some witches have been burned at the stake, you know, in the 1600s, 1700s, whatever it was. Love my witches. <laughs> yeah, I, I like this movie um, like witches. and so they decided to seek revenge on uh the people that killed them and their descendants so guess what she is going to be the mother to the antichrist and have a baby with the devil isn't that sweet mm -hmm. so uh the witches show up at her house and one of the witches is uh what's her name uh d <laughs> and meg foster and somebody else so they just show up at her house but um so, I thought this was a very novel idea, and some of the visuals were great. And artistically, it was the, the most artistic of any of his movies. Again, I just wanted it to be like a cohesive unit. Um, and that didn't really happen, but I still liked it. You know, some people, obviously everything is subjective, but some people hate this movie, and it's way up there with Halloween too. and some people love this movie. It doesn't seem to be anybody who's in between. So I'd fall in the love camp. Uh, 
So let's see. And last one, 31. So 31, a group of carnies on the day before Halloween are traveling someplace and they end up stuck in a life and death game called 31. So they have to survive 12 hours without being killed. And again, this has potential, but then it kind of fizzled. They encounter such creatures as Doomhead, Schizohead, Sickhead, Psychohead. Uh, I think there's one called Sexhead. Um, and David Brake, who I already just mentioned, plays Doomhead, and he's really the best part of this movie. With a more polished plot, it would have been really, really good. So that's the basic outline. You ready for trivia? Yes. Okay. So, trivia. Rob Zombie was a production assistant on Pee-wee's Playhouse. Wow. <laughs> Before making it big and white zombie. How about oh, that? Oh, maybe I like Rob Zombie now. Yeah, see? Um, I think it's all about the presentation and the theat theatrical um, vision that he has. Many of Zombie's characters from A Thousand Corpses are named after characters in a Marx Brother movie called Animal Crackers. Oh, wow. Um, let's see. Most of his movies were originally given an NC-17 rating. That's no surprise. And they had to be edited multiple times to get them down to R. Um, his parents, here you go. This is where the clowns come in. His parents used to work in a carnival, and he traveled around with them in the carnival. Um, but a mob attacked them at some point, the carnival workers, and beat some of them to death, and they were afraid for his safety, so they left the carnival, his parents, with him and his brother. Mm. Um, and I think on his mother's side, he said they still work in the carnival. So oh. that's where all the clowns come in. So that's kind of a cool background. Um, let's see. He likes to alternate between making a movie and going on tour each year. So he's a busy man. He had a haunted house at the Universal Halloween Horror Nights that was originally called House of a Thousand Corpses. That They took that name and put it on this movie, and then they had to rename the haunted house. He also used to be an art director for porno magazines. And he had several projects in the works that are either in process or never came to fruition. And one of them is a film about Groucho Marx, because he really likes Groucho Marx. There was a movie about a boxer called Tyrannosaurus Rex that had been announced and, and everything, but it never came to fruition. He also previously attempted um, doing a remake of The Blob, which I would have really liked if Rod Zombie had done The Blob. That would have been an interesting movie, don't you think? I mean, yeah. that Blob would have done bad things. I mean, it killed people anyway, but it really done bad things to people. Uh, he also was d doing a remake of The Crow and of Chud, um, but it doesn't look like those are going anywhere. So, so in conclusion, like I said, Rom Zombies movies are super hardcore and they're not for everyone. I personally enjoyed the movies, but then again, nothing bothers me. Um, I would like to see a great Rob Zombie movie, though. I think he has it in him. He just needs a little help with the storyline and dialogue, like I said. But there's really no one else in movies today that... Um, does the work that he does so obviously he's very creative and i have to give him credit for that yeah he is he's creative so what do you think michelle i think we're going to talk about red meat <laughs> good <laughs> so if you're craving red meat after this or not i have some good recipes for you 
And where'd they go? Um, oh, great. Just I was hoping you would not pick some vegetarian meal after hearing about I these know. movies. I know. Because that would just be weird. So I have a bacon-wrapped filet and um, some other things like meatloaf lasagna and stuff like that. But the bacon-wrapped filet is... Is uh, it looks delicious and wonderful, and uh, I don't know if you're gonna want to watch a Rob Zombie movie and then have a bacon wrap fillet. Oh but yeah, I think you should eat it. While I think you're it goes it. together just perfectly oh, yeah. for your evening. I would do it. I, as always, will send the recipe to Jeanette, and she and will forward hey, it. Is that from the Food Network, or where is that from? It's from the Food Network. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this little walk down Rob Zombie movies. We'll have to do a new one when it comes in. Um, and until next week, stay safe. Watch out for weirdo clowns. And I don't know what we'll have for topic next week, but we'll come up with something. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks. Bye-bye.